When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pod save the queen! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen. We say a quick happy birthday to Sarah Ferguson who has turned 60 and there is lots of other things to talk about today because William and Kate are in Pakistan, Harry and Meghan have been out and about and we've had a Queen speech too this week. So I am your host Anne Gripper to take you through all of this and I have been joined by my, well... I mean, I feel a bit mean saying it's my favourite royal podcast crew, but they are the ones that I see most often. So yeah. I have to have a special amount of love for, for the team. So uh, Russell Myers, our royal editor. Hello. Uh, Star director, Amber Grafland. Hello. And online uh, extraordinaire writer, Zoe Forsey. Hello. Hi. Welcome back again. And we will be is that here. your official title, it by is, the way? It is, yes. That's in my email signature. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it should be from now on. I think it should be, yeah. And uh, we will be hearing from another friend of the podcast briefly later on. So we can look forward to that little surprise for you. You can place your bets on who or it may be. Anyway. Um, is it the Queen? <laughs> not not this week next next time you're meant to be putting the request in for that for our future episode <laughs> yes, I will do sorry I've, I've been firing off a few requests this is week. it Lorraine Kelly no no that's, that's the real queen yeah I know telly. oh can I just have a um a, a boast actually because I went through the front gates of Buckingham Palace for a <gasps> meeting yesterday Ooh. and I was very impressed were you lost was, <laughs> <laughs> being chased by policemen <laughs> Uh, no, I went for a meeting yesterday, and and I normally we normally go through the side um, office, but I had I had to go through the main gates. People that actually thought I was a celebrity. Did they take your picture? Lots of people. There were lots of the Extinction Rebellion people there, so they were chanting and probably <laughs> looking at me in a suit, thinking Trying like, to glue I was themselves one of the horrible you. suits, but. Yeah, so I'm, I'm on your side. Okay, so how, how was it going through the main gates? It's quite it was very impressive, I won't lie. I mean, that's the first time I have been through the main gates and it was very, very impressive. It's quite a long walk. It is, yeah, especially when there's lots of people chanting about, you know, the end of the world. <laughs> it feels, oh it well, it's away a bit of excitement, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it's, it's a bit of a buzzkill, <laughs> but uh, you know. oh, yeah, Well, congratulations. Thank you, and yeah. I mean, we have to say, Amber, um, once again, Unashamed not invited. Sorry. I know. I know. Such a meanie. Just on the sidelines. Well, when I get watching. my gong, then, you know, you'll yes. be we'll, we'll be there. Sir yeah. Russell Myers one day <laughs> in the future. Right. Where I, where I was intending to start, Sorry. before I heard about <laughs> Russell's very exciting, which I'm very glad you shared with us, actually. That is genuinely exciting. We do get a bit of a thrill. I mean, it's we're lucky to live in London and see all of these amazing places, but then to get to go inside yeah, them is sure. pretty is. special. It is an honour. Um, but the the thing that probably lit up the internet yesterday, yesterday evening, I like I, I was a big fan so we had uh, two green goddesses and a green god. We had a man kind of stealing the fashion headlines. 
So yeah, so Prince William stole the show in his traditional um, Pakistan outfit, outfit yeah. um, which was designed by uh, Nauman Arfin. Uh, who has tweeted uh, about it, lovely. Humbled and grateful to dress the Duke of Cambridge and make my nation Pakistan proud. He looked amazing. I mean, I have to say, Russell, I was very disappointed when you turned <laughs> up today um, not wearing a similar outfit. I know, and I, I know. Ha- I have I'm put not your that head glamorous. On, Just put a Nehru collar or something, a nod. <laughs> <laughs> would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I've put your head on Prince William's body. You and, have, And yeah. I'm going to put that on Instagram <laughs> later. So do have a look at instagram.com slash podsafe just for, just for fun. Amber is Kate today. I so think I make quite a good Kate, She actually. does make a good Kate. Yeah. They look, make a lovely yeah, couple. Anyway... Back to the real royals, not our pretend royals here, <laughs> even if they have been to Buckingham Palace. Um, so, William wore the traditional outfit. Kate, all glamour in the sequins. Jenny Packham, classic. And then um, Megan turned up at the World Child Awards and she was in green as well in her, her outfit from her engagement she interview. Was. She was re-wearing her engagement dress, which we've been seeing her doing a lot lately. She's been very thrifty and has been going through her archives and re-wearing dresses, which is great to see. But obviously she did that on the tour and now she's home. She's continuing to do the same. I mean, to be fair, she's got some good archives to look through. So Listen, it's got to be pretty good pickings, right, going back through past outfits. I mean, there's nothing bad there, is there? And that green dress was stunning the first time we saw it and looked equally good last night if she wants a swishing party i'm well up for it i'm up for it as well <laughs> yeah. yeah she's really gonna want my h&m offering <laughs> but i think I, I don't know i think there is something about the green it's such a strong color there's that um dolce and gabbana dress that kate wore way yeah. back when this green that's just well they're both I'm brunette and they both look really amazing in the green but i love the green with the camel with the camel coat and then we saw a new label she introduced a new bag last night montanas um, I love that bag. Made in England, made in the UK, that bag. Um, I mean, it's obviously it's £365, which I'm not suggesting is cheap, but it's not kind of up there with the thousands of pounds that sometimes the Jimmy Choo's and the and the other designer bags that they carry. So, yeah, it's pretty, asp- pretty aspiration outfit. Christmas treat. Yeah, I loved the, it. It was tortoiseshell, the then it had a little scarf wrapped around the handle. I thought it was really, really pretty. Yeah, I couldn't work out. Was the scarf actually part? Is that part of the part bag? Part of it, yeah. It's like a bit of a trend it? at the moment. But you can do it yourself. <laughs> and I have done that myself, actually. For up to bag um, a scarf around the handle of my bag. So there you go. Oh, very thrifty yeah. nice. yeah. tips. Yeah. Um, Russell, it's not often we get to talk about the boys' fashion. What did you make of Prince William's outfit? The, sh- the Shawani. I, mean, I, th- I thought he wore it really well. Yeah, yeah. and he, they looked like they were having fun, to be honest. And they t- and turned up in this tuk-tuk. Which, oh, that um, was brilliant. which I, like I thought that. was fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I, all I mean, he's not often accused of just being very boring, wearing shirt and chinos and you know um, suede shoes. But this is a massive opportunity to start wearing some traditional garb. So um, all power and he to embraced him. it very he well. He did indeed. He looked very very happy, and he looked quite relaxed because it would be easy to you know look. It's it's an unfamiliar style well there's nothing worse than a man looking awkward exactly he didn't did he he owned it like they say on the x factor (laughs) (laughs) so i'm I'm, well i'm I'm giving william style points me too i think it's really good um jenny packham one of her go-to obviously she's worn a lot of jenny packham in the past and she does it's one of her go-to for very glamorous occasions because we all know that jenny packham does specialize in really really spectacular evening wear and gowns and that is a sparkly gown if ever i saw one is is glamour very glamorous super glamour. I and mean, i think but effortless at the same time because the shape is so simple it's all about the fabric it's very long and it just looks amazing on her but actually it's very very simple dress and I, I feel like it kind of fits. So, so far, I felt 
like ever since they stepped off the plane on Monday evening, this tour's kind of had a bit of wow factor. And I think it was the kind of the tone for it for me was set by that amazing picture that they shared on the Instagram, you know, taken from behind as I they're emerging from the plane yeah. in the dark with, you know, them walking down the steps, kind of embarking the light in Kate's hair. Very dramatic. Mm. Yeah. Really dramatic and just um, like Hollywood or just grand and ex- exciting. Yeah. That they're and actually, into from, something new. from the front, you couldn't see all the detail. I love that back shot because you could see all the tiny covered buttons that were sewn down the back of the sleeve. And it just really was a beautiful outfit. Catherine Walker. And um, so it's apparently also available in a shorter version of that. It's ombre. I, I, I tend to prefer to call it dip dye, which it definitely yeah. isn't. The, the ombre is the classic. I don't name think Catherine would call it dip dye. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't work in mm. fashion. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was that was super glam. And then she, Kate. I mean, William was wearing a traditional outfit last night, but Kate has been wearing a lot of of traditional wear. We've seen echoes of of Princess Diana, like all of all of the events William and Kate seem to be enjoying each other's company there's all of those looks that everybody loves when it's like you know finds Kate's kind of gazing across at her husband as you know they're talking to people about the work that's going on so yes um, they started off with a day looking at education Mm. So what have they what have they been up to, Russell? Um, I mean, you're, you're not you're, you've let one of one of our I friends have, has gone instead. Yeah, one of our uh, esteemed colleagues has gone. I had some prior engagements this week, unfortunately, but um, you know I've been following from afar, and it looks like a fantastic tour. Um, it's probably best that it's not like a double week tour because I really would have been very jealous that I wasn't there. But they uh, obviously got off the off the plane. There was an official arrival, which was very grand. Those pictures that you've spoken of, and then straight into the tour by visiting school in Islamabad talking about um, education uh, in rural communities as well and then they went up to the Magala Hills which were very spectacular yesterday and they followed that on today by going to Atlassia so they've had to he- get two choppers to go to Atlassia talking to again rural communities about the effects of climate change so there's lots of themes running through it all and as you said as well, the inescapable fact that this p- trip will be um, compared to Diana's trips. You know, she went there three times, um, most notably just months before her um, her tragic death in 1997. The year before that, she'd gone to v- visit uh, Jemima Khan, her very good friend, who was married to Imran Khan, who is now the Prime Minister, who they met yesterday. So all of these sort of veins are running through through the tour and um, and the headdress, of course, that she um, Kate wore today at um, at the at Lassia. Because so when Diana went and wore the headdress, that was um, in I think it was in 1991. So it was mm. just a few months really before the before the separation. Yeah. So it was very you know <laughs> I, don't, it's, I mean it's easy to read into things with hindsight, but like you know the kind of the pictures of Kate, she looks like happy and smiley, like she's loving being there, she's excited by it all, whereas. And the 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 picture of I've, uh, one of the other pictures I've loved coming out is uh, there's this amazing picture of William and Kate like mirror images well not even mirrors matching images of each other they're both kind of they're looking into the mm. distance you know shielding their eyes standing the same yeah we'll have to put oh, these on, on the because there, there's some great images coming out of, out of it already um, and I think you know there's a, there's some other fantastic engagements later on this week which we can't talk about because of obviously the security issues. So that have been um, ongoing and have been a massive part of planning this this um, this royal tour. But everything seems to have been running happily, smoothly. Definitely, so far, I mean, yeah, I, don't, I, I never thought it would be wouldn't run smoothly, but obviously a tour of this magnitude with the security issues of um, somewhere um, like. 
uh, Pakistan, the region, of course, has been fraught with terrorism problems over the last decade, certainly over the last few years. Uh, there's been a thousand police officers following them around sort of all the um, places where the engagements are taking place. We've had British special forces over in Pakistan working with local um, intelligence agencies out there. So, you know, you can't, cannot underestimate how long this has taken to plan, the reason why it has come to fruition now, because there's probably a bit of an impasse of um, tensions in, in the region. But you know, they're still going to places... Um, that uh, that could be potentially a bit of a, a hotbed of activity, um, and they've had you know they've had some quite serious meetings in terms of with Imran Khan and with with the president. Mm. They, they felt quite personal somehow as well. There was the um, the kind of the connection over the the breast cancer ribbons yes. that William and Kate um, yeah. had the official picture taken with, and the president shared a picture of him pinning the ribbon on William himself, yeah, yeah. which is you know that's quite a. Um, an it's quite an intimate thing to mm. do, really. I mean, it, fine, it's for a public a public figure, but it's a shared a shared connection. And then, obviously, um, with Diana's connection with Absolutely. Imran Khan, yeah. and, and and him speaking, he told a very nice story yesterday about Imran Khan. I think probably ten to twelve years ago, when he was speaking to him. Um, actually, it was even before that. He was back in like the nineties when they'd met, and Imran Khan was speaking about his political ambitions. Obviously, he was a, a world class, very very popular cricketer at the time, and he's sort of gone on this path of becoming a, a, a huge political statesman in in the country. Um, and they and they shared a joke about it about you know how he's forged this path, and then how William and Kate are now doing that on the international stage themselves. And obviously, the parallels are going to be made because they're both of an age. Just I mean. Do I Anna died at 36 and she was doing all of this stuff before. And now you're seeing um, these two taking quite a different path to Harry and Meghan because I don't think Harry and Meghan will be doing this sort of statesman-like-esque um, kind of trips that, that obviously this this trip is, um, is garnering the attention for. So they'll be kind of Harry and Meghan's focus will be kind of the the community group Definitely, and the causes yeah, and yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas William Which and is, you know hugely important to, talking about um, improving educational standards within uh, and health standards within the Commonwealth and you know across the globe, um, and not to say that. Um, William and Kate won't do that because obviously they're focused on education and the climate as well. But you do see that very, very clear distinction now from even the tour last year when William went over to the Middle East and he was having meetings with, you know, Ruben Rivlin, um, Arrow Sharon, and now he's, you know, he's uh, tackling the sort of moving on from the Middle East process to to, to working with them um, in the Pakistan. In Pakistan. And the echoes of Diana come through not just in kind of the the dress and what they're doing. People want to talk about her, and there's there's all kinds of other different little little mentions. I think there's been some conversations that have happened as well about you know people's memories of of Diana. I think they were given a, an album of um, album of photos. Is that right? Mm. And yeah, there was that um, lovely moment yesterday as well when they were chatting to a group of kids at school, and they kind of said, "Oh, we were big fans of your." big fans of your mother and William said oh yeah you know I was a big fan of her too which was really sweet so I think there's lots of kind of obviously we can make the comparisons in terms of like you said especially with the outfit choices Kate and Tiana but when they're there as well there are lots of mentions and things like that so yeah like you said they they were presented with a book of lots of photos of Diana when she was there and which is really you know really lovely touches and it coming so soon after Harry's visit to the the, the minefields yeah. as well it, both of these tours seem to have you know the footprints. It must be quite, quite weird. Kind of always, you know, always going somewhere, and that your your late mother being a very present part yeah. of your public current life, rather than just your kind of personal 
personal current life. Um, Harry and Meghan, mm. we talked a little bit about them at the top at, at the top of the show. Um, they were at the Wellchild Awards last night, and they, I mean, Harry got pretty personal as as well, really, um, talking on the on the stage, got very emotional. Um, talking about uh, when he gave his speech. He said, last year when my wife and I attended, we knew we were expecting our first child. No one else did at the time, but we did. And I remember squeezing Megan's hand so tight during the awards, both of us thinking what it would be like to be parents one day and also what it would be like to do everything we could to protect and help our child should they be born with immediate challenges or become unwell over time. And now as parents, being here and speaking to all of you pulls at my heartstrings in a way I could have never understood until I had a child of my own. And he did actually, you know, he he was teared up and the the post was kind of a bit of an arm on the shoulder. Yeah, I mean, he's been going to these wards for, he said, over 10 years. And and I completely uh, can see how that would resonate with him, obviously knowing that they were pregnant last year and now obviously having a a, a young baby themselves. And, you know, the World Child Awards for fantastic event some of uh, the country's sickest children who have overcome huge adversity to do amazing things their parents are there as well and then then they were rightly um, celebrated at, at an awards uh, ceremony and and I think that speech would have resonated with a lot with a lot of people and we we heard some new things about Archie as well from there as well um, with the hair colour finally getting confirmed oh, yes. <laughs> lots of people we've had a few people have said it but it's the first time we've actually had it from from them, isn't it? And kind of Harry saying he didn't have hair for a while, but his eyebrows are the giveaway, I think. So confirmed, he's yeah. and he's going to he was going taken to, going to play school father. now. Oh yeah, that's very exciting. I remember. I I, I can't remember. I don't know whether I remember going to play group or whether I remember because I have younger brothers and sisters going to play group. But the main thing I remember is like chopped up pieces of banana and apple it's <laughs> <on a laughs> like that's like when you're little you like i never chop up a banana now you just eat it <laughs> and also just running around and scrambling under things i think there's also probably um definitely some home video somewhere of my brother falling off some like climbing frame <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it, uh, what do we know anything about the play group is it quite an in, you know is it like an informal thing is it a you know kind of the community-based ones that we do or is I it quite i don't know to be honest i mean i remember when i when we were doing we did a f- um uh, a film for itv going down to do meet the local nursery and the local school, the Montessori oh, school. Yeah, Do you remember? You went down, didn't you? I went, I went down, I went down <laughs> when they the were ba- moving the to Windsor. Yes, when yeah, they were moving to Windsor. And I uh, went down to the baby yoga place. <laughs> you know, many strings to my bow. <laughs> and um, so I, I imagine there's not too many around there. So I imagine it is probably probably one of those. So maybe, maybe they watched your report. Maybe they did. They, <laughs> you've done all the recceing yes. for them. And then there was no like, stone left unturned. I'm sure it was an investigative journalism feast. I think it's nice, though, and it shows that they kind of have always been always really pushing the fact they want Archie to have kind of as normal upbringing as he can and if he's just going to a kind of normal I'm assuming it's not just a completely normal one but you know if he's going to one of these group session things it's really nice to mix with other kids and that interaction I imagine it is probably one of these Montessori nurseries there's there's I think there's like three of them in Windsor so th- this is the what Harry and William went to this Montessori school, which is practices by play and interaction rather than sort of academic-based learning. So we may find may find out more in future. But it's, it's that thing, yeah. you know, if you're just a play group doing whatever painting or potato stamps in the paint or something, yeah. I don't know, and then 
Megan and I actually turned. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't hit that child. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh. It's, it's, it's clear. It makes me think of when we saw George at the play date when they were in Australia and oh, he yeah. was playing with all the tours and things. It made me think of that when I saw it and we had that great shot of him just, he was playing with Kate's hair, wasn't he? And he wasn't sharing, wasn't his strong point. No, with the toys, I think, like, I, think. I, I, yeah. I want that one. This is mine. <laughs> I want that one. Are you having it? Um, we've had a little bit more information about the Sussex's Royal Foundation come yes. out. and. Four trustees now confirmed. Um, the most recent one, probably the, I mean, the most um, well-known household household name, Kirsty Young. Uh, yes. Long time. Fantastic journalist, presenter. custodian of um, Desert Island Discs from the BBC, which is one of my favourite shows. Um, and I think she'll be a fantastic addition. She'd recently taken a leave of absence from work for for health issues, so she's obviously back in business, which is d- it's um, a delight to hear. She's a she's a really fantastic individual, and a, and a huge um, coup for them, definitely. So she joins uh, Professor Stephen Alish Taylor, former Barclays businessman Stephen Cooper, and media executive Karen Blackett. Not the other, th- the others are less less well, familiar that names. It shows you that they're just very, very varied, and they're obviously trying to create a team around them um, to to work on both sides of the pond, I suppose, as well. Because we, you know, we we do know that they're um, they've got an, another PR firm in the states helping them to sort of launch projects in America as well. So um, they've they've. They, they mean business. I'm sure the foundation will be a big success. Maybe get Ed Sheeran involved somewhere as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because they did their um, video, the video of, with Harry for Mental Health Day, which was... Um, Gingers Unite. Yes, <laughs> which I thought was really good, actually. It was, it was quite really funny, cute. Actually, yeah. um, it was, for anyone who hasn't seen it, so it was kind of a set-up thing where Ed said that Harry had asked him to go round to discuss something, so he went and knocked on the door. It was... Um, Princess Eugenie's house, they wasn't th- it? Yeah, they I think, think so. yeah. Because there's a picture in the background. Yeah, when you open the door, there's I still like can't see the picture in oh there. Oh, no, so it's, it's like it's a on huge the canvas it's on, on the, the wall. It's, yeah. you know, that black and white photo yes. of them in the back of the carriage, yeah. um, which is quite nice. It's really, it's really relaxed. They're sitting down, like, chatting around the dining table. Um, and then there's, yeah, kind of jokey miss misunderstanding about the gingers well ed thinks it's gingers unite and it's actually something for world mental health day (laughs) but um it was quite it was funny really cute like ed was brilliant in it i think it was a really it's very kind of harry and megan it was very relaxed very current very modern very a bit like that obama stuff yeah it was that kind of theme which was really lovely and that's been a huge hit i just had a quick look before we came in and it's been viewed 3.6 million times just on their instagram so obviously it's on youtube twitter everywhere as well so that's been a big hit that is a lot we should say happy anniversary to Eugenie and jack as well and she shared some shared a a very video very um cute kind of like very loved up let's say wedding video it was like really lovely music and the vows kind of going on top of each other's Nicely put together, but there was a few little bits that we saw that we'd not seen before. Some yeah. like nice behind the scenes stuff. The bit, uh, my favourite bit actually, which I really liked, was kind of Jack and all his friends like walking across the grass. Which, you know, like walking away. Yeah, like a bit. <laughs> I thought that was really cute. Yeah, it was very nice. And there's bits from the reception as well. So you saw like the kind of festivaly bits. There were like glitter balls and stuff like that which was really sweet so yeah it seems a long time ago now doesn't it We've really does i wasn't here in the last show but did you get you gave princess beatrice a shout out i suppose because she's oh, got engaged we talked yeah we talked yeah. about Talk her about engagement yeah. we had you on the phone in that one I oh, think. Right. it was yeah. when you were it was when you were off having your adventures in south africa Oh dear, yeah. I haven't checked it out. Seems a long, long time ago yeah. already. Um, so that's the that's the younger royals. The Queen's had a big week as well. 
Um, she She's been super busy because <laughs> she was at a housing estate doing, um, you know, visiting loads of people. I think it was at Beckender last week. Then she's done uh, 750th anniversary of Westminster Abbey. With Camilla, who yes. is one of her besties for these outings, yes. I think. Like Camilla and Sophie are she the ones. Like later in the week as well. Very, very busy, the Queen. And, 93. And the, and, and the speech. And, sorry, Come the on, you forgot the big one. I was just racking my brain to think what, what it was. And that, that was the that, main one. And that is why, because you forgot about yes. it. No. And that is why that that you've got why, a professional in to do the job. professional yeah. in to talk about it. So let's hear from our friend of the podcast, uh, Jason Beatty. Hello, I'm Jason Beatty, the Mirror's Head of Politics, and I'm here to talk about the uh, Queen's Speech, which took place this week. Now, this isn't actually an annual event. It's, it's when the government has a new legislative programme to put forward, and that requires the state opening of Parliament, which is a, a ceremonial occasion, and it involves Her Majesty travelling from Buckingham Palace in a, in a coach, uh, accompanied by various guards and uh, she goes down the mile to, to Parliament and she goes through the Sovereign's entrance into the robing room of the House of Lords, a very ornate uh, room with a beautiful kind of uh, ceiling designed by Augustus Pugin. It's one of the more kind of, kind of decorative places in the House of Parliament um, and it's named the robing room because obviously that's where she puts on her ceremonial robes. Now this year was uh, quite interesting because she wasn't wearing the crown. That got carried on a separate cushion and the reason for that is because it's very, very heavy. It's a kilo in weight. And as the Queen has said before, that if you wear the crown, it's quite difficult to look up and down at the speech you're reading out. And this is where it got interesting. The Queen is quite good at Queen's speeches. I've seen a few of them. It's worth going in because you have a house of lords in my kind of ermine-clad robes and then you have the ceremony of Black Rod knocking on the door of the commons and summoning the MPs. And Queen, one of the things which is quite impressive about Her Majesty is she's very non-committal when she reads out this speech. Um, there was a famous private eye cover from uh, 30 or 40 years ago with her sitting on the phone holding the speech and a speech bubble coming out of her mouth saying, I don't write this CRAP, I just have to read it out. And so she kind of delivered it in this very kind of... Um, Non-descriptive tone is best politely way to decide it. It's a bit like somebody reading the terms and conditions after a lengthy sales talk of them sold you kind of house insurance, if you've got some idea of her, her manner. Um, but there was a sense this year, and it's only a sense, that she did seem particularly kind of um, unimpressed by what she had to read out. And there was a reason for that. Well, there's two reasons. The first reason is relations between Buckingham Palace and Downing Street are not particularly good at the moment, and that's because the Queen was made at Boris Johnson's behest to prorogue Parliament, uh, and then that got uh, overruled by the courts. Now, that put the Queen in a bit of an embarrassing situation. Um, and the second reason why she may not have been overly impressed with what she had to do today is because it's entirely possible we're going to have an election very soon and she's going to have to do the whole thing all over again in about a month or maybe two months or maybe three months' time. We don't know when this election is going to be, but it could be soon. And so everything she read out, because Boris Johnson doesn't have a majority in the House of Commons, he's going to struggle to get any of the really significant legislation through Parliament. So that's redundant. And anything he does get through... Uh, well, that may just kind of fall apart anyway because we have a general election. So you can understand, although the Queen may like the sermon, she may have enjoyed her carriage ride, who can tell, but I gather sometimes a little bit bumpy, um, it was a bit of a waste of her time. So that's the political side of things on the 
on the Queen's speech, Russell. Thank what, God. <laughs> what, what's the kind of the? Have you got any kind of royal perspective on either the difference this time or like the significance of of it for the Queen? I mean, it's from a from a fashion point of view, it was very different this time. She was full bling, crown, full outfit, no question mark possible European style hat <laughs> as she had last time, which said the cat among the pigeons. Uh, obviously she's in quite um a difficult position isn't she because there's a lot of uh, rhetoric around this speech and whether anything that she said will actually come into force so um i think as the, the queen is very steadfast normally and just got on with it and and it's part of her duty turned so. up did the job yeah. got on with it yeah <laughs> we had a cup of tea yeah. um because she didn't wear the um the kind of the the big crown this time, the um, imper- imperial state crown. Oh yeah, crown. which is really heavy. Yes. Um, so she, it was next to her. She still, t- still took it with her. It still kind of came in pride of place. Was on a, you know, was on one of the cushions and was put next to her. But she didn't wear it um, because it's very, very heavy. I've actually got some details on it because it is crazy. So it's got. Guess how many diamonds it's got on it? Four. Yes. <laughs> 700. Oh, well done. 2,868 diamonds, all in silver mounts, 17 sapphires, 11 emeralds, 269 pearls. I think we need a wow. new section each yeah. week. We need stats with Zoe. And of yeah. course, yeah. And they're not just, you know, any anything. All the stones are like, it's the, the Stuart sapphire and the second star of Africa and the black, you know, all, you know, all the very fancy, you know, fancy stones as well. So that was amazing. Yes. Yeah, so she wore instead, she wore a smaller lighter alternative did the queen give anything away at all did we think in when she was when she was giving her speech from the yes so uh judy james who is our kind of body language expert had a look through the clips and another friend of the podcast sent some notice over so she did kind of point out that the queen is very very good at kind of you know most people will give away a little a slip or kind of give away how they're feeling but the queen has several years of practice at you know kind of being neutral not showing this um but judy did say that some of her facial gestures did kind of give it away uh, the bit she specifically talks about was when um so as she talks about brexit she seems to raise one eyebrow and there is a small pulling in of her lips when she mentions the 31st of october which i think was <laughs> this is I'm better than crying yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that i'm clearly well i'm i'm interpreting that as i'm a bit skeptical about yeah. this and then mm. because it's my job but i'm a bit when she finishes talking about Brexit, she raises both of her eyebrows and performs a head, what Judy described as a small head wobble. Um, which <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could all see Amber's face as she's reading, as, as she's hearing what's, what um, Judy made of, of what the Queen... Uh, um, so the Queen's obviously read out all of her stuff and may or may not have been sceptical about October the 31st, which is imminent. So we, we should get some, some, some idea of what's happening I do like these in insights, future. though. Because, you know, we're not body language experts. We're so we not. Wouldn't, we <laughs> wouldn't have seen, because I certainly didn't see them, but I think yeah. it's fascinating. Yeah. Hard save the Queen! 